welcome to this week's episode of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. Are you getting ready for Christmas? I've had two nativity shows to watch today and I've got another one after this recording. So that's three shows in one day. I've watched an angel, a camel and all of their friends and it's been a lot of fun. Have you got your Christmas list ready? Have you written to Father Christmas? I hope that some of you will be asking for a copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year, filled with all of the questions sent into the podcast. I know you're going to love it, so get it on your list. Now let's begin with our first question, which is a super interesting one from Layla. Over to Layla. Hi, my name's Layla and I like dogs and cats and I live in England and um, my fact is how were our bones made? Hi Layla, thank you for such a great question. We're always told that we need to eat lots of calcium to make our bones grow big and strong but I wonder how are they actually made? Well, I needed a bit of help on this one, so I asked Professor Dame Sue Black. Professor Dame Sue Black is one of the world's leading forensic investigators, and she'll be revealing the secrets of forensic science in this year's Christmas lectures from the Royal Institution in London. You'll be able to watch it on BBC4 and iPlayer over Christmas. Here she is with a brilliant answer to the amazing question from Layla. Over to Sue. Hello, my name is Sue Black and I've been asked the question, how are our bones made? Inside all of us there is a skeleton and that skeleton's made up of over 200 different bones. But when you're a baby growing inside your mum, those bones haven't yet started to form and they're made of something that's called cartilage and it looks a bit like a big block of cheddar cheese. But then as we start to grow, we realize that we need to have bones that are more solid because we need to be able to stand up on them. We need to be able to run. We need to attach lots of muscles to them. And so we start to lay down some minerals into that cartilage. And those minerals are made up primarily of calcium, but a lot of other chemicals as well. And the only place that we can get those from is our diet. So literally our skeleton is made from everything that we eat. All the building blocks that we require to build that skeleton is formed by things that we drink and things that we eat. Now the very first bone to form in our body is our collarbone, the clavicle, which sits just underneath our collar, which is where it gets its name from. And that bone starts to form when we're about 39 days old inside our mum in the sixth week of pregnancy. And then by the time we're born, we're going to have upwards of nearly 200 different little bits of bone or more inside our skeleton. As they grow, some of those will fuse together. And when we get to the end of puberty, then what we have in our late teenage years is almost a fully grown skeleton that needs to last us for the rest of our life, which is why it's so important that we ensure that we have a healthy diet because we have to keep those bones good and strong. 
you so much, Sue, for your wonderful answer about how bones are made. How interesting to find out that we have more bones when we're born than we do when we're adults, and that the clavicle is the first bone to form. I'm really amazed by that fact. I had no idea, and I love it. Thank you, Layla, for sending over your question, and thank you, Sue. I hope that answers your question. And now for our second question, which is also about humans, and it comes from Emily. Over to Emily. My name is Emily, and I'm six years old. I like drawing and painting. My question is, how long is our lives? Thank you, Emily, for that fascinating question. Hmm, how many years do humans live for? Well, the good news is that today humans live for much longer than we ever have in the past. We use a measure called life expectancy to talk about how long humans live for. In 2019, the global life expectancy was 73.4 years, which means that if you average out how long people all over the globe live, you get to 73.4 years. However, a lot of humans live many years longer than that. In fact, how long humans live for can be quite dependent on where they're born. Some countries are much wealthier than others and therefore have better healthcare systems so you can get medicine more easily to keep you well. For instance, Switzerland has a life expectancy of 84.3 years on average, whereas Chad in Central Africa has a life expectancy on average of 53 years. Over here in the UK, it's 82.2 years. Doesn't it seem unfair that how long you should live could be dependent upon where you're born. That isn't right, is it? And that's why it's important that we try and bit by bit make sure all the countries in the world can get clean water, good healthcare and medicine and ways to look after their elderly people because it's very important to look after our older people because we'll all be old one day and full of stories and magic. Now, the oldest person to ever live was a French woman called Jean-Louise Calamont, and she lived to be 122 years old and 164 days. She was born in 1875 and she died in 1997. In the time she was alive, the Eiffel Tower was built and both world wars took place, as well as lots of great things. She loved sports and she cycled until she was around 100. She was a fun lady and she was asked about how she felt getting older and said, well, I've only ever had one wrinkle and I'm sitting on it, meaning her bottom. There are interesting things in the world called blue zones. They're places where people seem to live longer than other humans. They include some villages in Sardinia in Italy, where the residents are super healthy. They eat local food with lots of vegetables and beans and very little meat, only on Sundays or special occasions. They love a cheese called pecorino cheese made from sheep that feed on the grass around the villages. They drink goat's milk and they also drink wine made locally. Now, one of the secrets to their long life, I think, is that they have very, very strong families who look after each other, which means that people aren't left alone feeling stressed or sad. They all take care of each other and the grandparents look after their children a lot. So there's a nice strong bond between all the different generations. They also love to walk a lot to keep them healthy and meet in the street each afternoon to laugh and chat. So all of these things help them live longer than most people in the world. Another blue zone is a place called Okinawa in Japan, 
a little island in the south of the country. There, lots of people lived to over 100 years old. It could be their diet or the fact that they're isolated as a community, so have developed special genes that help them live long. Or, also like in Sardinia, they are also a very closely knit community, full of strong family ties and lots of time spent together. So the elderly and all the people, hopefully, never feel alone and they end up living a really long time. So that's why we must all look after each other. I hope that answers your question, Emily, and thank you for sending it in. Now we've learned a lot about humans and bodies today, haven't we? Our next question is also about human bodies. It's about something funny, and it comes from Marin. Over to Marin. Hello, Molly. My name is Marin, and I'm eight years old, and I'm from London. I like bats and football, and my question is... Why do we laugh when we get tickled? Thank you. Hi, Marin. Thank you for that brilliant question. It's an interesting one. Why does tickling make us laugh? It's not like it's funny or jokey, but when you're tickled, the nerve endings under your skin get stimulated and then they send a message to the brain. There are two areas of the brain that then get to work and they make the tickling feeling. These parts of the brain are called the somatosensory cortex. That's the area used to make sense of touch. And then there's another area of the brain and then there's another area of the brain called the anterior cingulated cortex and that creates pleasurable feelings. Then the part of the brain that tells us to laugh is the hypothalamus. This is also the part of the brain that tells us to expect pain and activates something called fight or flight which is when there's a danger your body gets ready and runs and all the things needed to help it run away get to action. So scientists think that we laugh when we're tickled because in the past it was supposed to show submission to an aggressor. So if someone was attacking us, if we started laughing, then the person attacking us would think, oh, well, they're not defending themselves, so maybe I'll just stop attacking them. And so that's one of the ideas that we have about tickling. But it's all a little bit unknown. There's a sort of special tickle magic in there that makes it happen. But yeah, we think we laugh when we're tickled to turn a predator into a friend. The type of tickling that makes us laugh is called gargalysis. Did you know that gorillas and rats also laugh when they're tickled? I hope that answers your question, Marin, and thank you for sending it in. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Professor Dame Sue Black for her wonderful answer about bones. Check out your clavicle and that will be the first bit of your skeleton that formed. Also, a big thank you to Layla, Emily and Marin for this week's questions. And remember, if you have a question you would like answered on everything under the sun, just borrow a Greynots phone, say your name, your age, your country and ask me your question and send it to me as a voice recording or a video to molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk and make sure to get yourself a copy of Everything Under the Sun, a curious question for every day of the year, perfect for under your Christmas tree or in your stocking. Have a wonderful week full of lots of fun and hopefully lots of laughing and tickling, healthy food and happy family time and fun with your friends. I'll be back next week answering more curious questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Until then, Merry Almost Christmas. Thank you and goodbye.